Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Grizz pulled out the spookiest of wins. The Bobcats have a showdown with conference title implications upcoming, and high school postseasons hit a fever pitch over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Montana was flagged a total of 19 times and officially penalized 12 while also turning the ball over four times and seeing senior quarterback Cam Humphrey get knocked out of the game yet again. Yet the Grizz still figured out a way to pull out a bizarre 20-19 win over Southern Utah Saturday in Missoula. The Grizz moved to 3-2 and two in Big Sky play, 6-2 and two over Overall, while dropping Southern Utah to 1-8. and eight. Montana State and Eastern Washington ranked number 4 and number 5 in this week's poll, respectively. Each had buys last week. This week, the two top teams in the big sky square off in Cheney, Washington. EWU is looking to bounce back from its first conference loss two weeks ago, a 35-34 home loss to Weber State. Montana State has won seven straight and sits atop the conference standings at 5-0 and oh in big sky conference play. And finally, the high school football playoffs are into the quarterfinals for all classifications, and the Sentinel Spartans know their opponent to be begin their postseason title defense. The reigning Class AA champions will take on Great Falls High after the Bison eliminated Missoula Big Sky 41-14. Other AA quarterfinal matchups include Bozeman at Helena, Capital at West, and Butte at Glacier. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. What's up, Montana? Happy Tuesday. 
little dreary here in western Montana, but it's always a great day to be alive when you live in the Treasure State. This is Nuanez Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports all the way across the Treasure State. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We do this each weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana Television. Proud to be coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, New to Missoula, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can find them there or online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Find it all on the Nuanas Now podcast. You're going to want to subscribe to that. It's going to get you entered into our fall giveaway. I'm going to keep telling you until you all do it. I know that there's millions of you out there listening right now, so do it. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow ESPN Radio, ESPN Missoula, that is, and Alpine Touch and Haymaker Beef on the Instagram and the Facebook. And then text us, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. And uh, that'll get you entered into our fall giveaway. All sorts of sweet prizes. We got grills. We got otter boxes. We got uh, coolers from Twisted Tea. We also got a Traeger Smoker Plus, a beef box from Haymaker Beef, and a boatload of Alpine Touch. So uh, go do it. It's easy. You still got three weeks. We're giving this away November 19th, and then we're going to give it to you at our pregame tailgate show on November 20th down there at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot adjacent to the walking bridge. I've been, uh, so I, I love sports, obviously. That's why I have this job. I've always liked to consider myself an athlete. Um, probably nowhere nearly as good as I hoped that I would be. And so I went into sports journalism uh, rather than pursuing athletics, but, uh, always love participating in sports, love skiing and hiking. Um, boxing, and all, all forms of martial arts. My dad was super into martial arts. Uh, loved basketball. Shout out to all my boys on my champion city league basketball team from over there in Bozeman. We used to have a squad, man. I had a couple ex-5cat guys playing for me, so that was always fun. Um, that's all to say, though, probably the sport I've always been the best at and most engaged in is lifting weights. And, uh, you know, for some personal reasons and uh, some inner demons, let's say. I mean, I'm only laughing to to uh, spite myself only just because it is a little bit of a sensitive subject. But regardless, we won't go down that rabbit hole right now. But um, definitely uh, gravitated away from lifting since I got back to Missoula for a variety of reasons, uh, several of which that uh, just sort of haunted my mind. Um, but I'm getting back into it. And uh, so if you're out there, and uh, you're looking to get back into it. I mean, I, I know that I'm uh, oftentimes talking about my spin classes. I hit those every up every once in a while. That's been something new, good addition to my life. That's been fun. Uh, but I've been hitting the, the weight room uh, last couple weeks. And uh, not going to lie, man, feels good. Feels good to be pushing some iron uh, for sure. But if you're out there and you're looking to get back into it, do it. Whatever it is, do it. I promise you, you'll feel better about yourself. You'll feel better about your day. You'll feel better physically. You'll feel better mentally. Uh, I got in the mindset for a little while. I didn't have the time, and uh, I still don't have any time, but you got to take some time for yourself, and there's always a way to multitask. I know it's not ideal, but we do have every single possible piece of information on the planet in our pockets on this computer that we carry around that we call a cell phone, 
And, uh, you know, so like the other day, I went for a jog when I was in the midst of a press conference with uh, head coach Brent Vegan from Montana State, who, by the way, uh, will join us here tomorrow for the Montana State Minute. Uh, letting Alex Elshman off the hook for a week because uh, not for any other reason than besides Brett Vegan was kind enough to grant us a one-on-one. So we'll have Coach Vegan on uh, to preview the Montana State-Eastern Washington matchup Saturday in Cheney. I will be heading over there myself. Jason Bocci going to make the trip that way. We got Andrew out and staying here because he's going to be watching the Grizz game down in Greeley. So find all that coverage, as always, SkylineSportsMT.com. Speaking of our trip to Cheney, Time now for our Across the Sideline. We do this a couple times a week here on Nuanez Now. It's presented in part by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Real estate market in Montana right now, especially western Montana, it's popping off. It's going crazy. There's all sorts of things. I just bought a house. I can't believe I did it. I wouldn't have been able to do it without some advice from my good friend Mike Nugent. And uh, so no matter what you're, where you're at in your real estate journey, you're buying, you're selling, residential, commercial, no matter where you're at, Mike Nugent and the real estate experts at Berkshire Hathaway, they got you covered. They got the answers to all your questions. So go ahead and give them a call, 531-1802. That's 531-1802. Across the sideline, presented by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway, reminding you that every question is good to ask. We were joined by Aaron Best, Eastern Washington head coach, to talk all about the Bobcats coming to town. Well, time now for our first repeat across the sidelines where we profile and interview coaches for the opponents of the Montana football schools. This week, Montana State headed to Cheney, Washington to take on Eastern Washington, the second top 10 showdown we've seen on the Inferno this year already in just about the span of a month. So a ton of big games going through Eastern Washington. Very fun. We welcome in now Eastern Washington head coach Aaron Best. And coach, pleasure talking to you again. Now that it's November, what does that mean to you? How does the mindset change when the calendar flips to the last month of the regular season? Well, you know, obviously when you're playing meaningful games this late in the season, three games left, I uh, mean, you've done some good things up to this point. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're not, uh, we're, 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 uh, we're very accustomed to meaningful games in November, late October, early November, uh, into November. And so when you have, uh, when you have good teams place playing good teams on your home field. Senior day is upon us, believe it or not, with two row games to follow this one against the Bobcats. And so uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff going on. But uh, like I said, there, there's a lot of teams that wish that they were in Montana State in our shoes playing meaningful games uh, at this time of year. And so we're, we're going to take every advantage of it, prepare uh, like we've done week in, week out, and uh, play, play our best in, in front of our home fans for our last uh, scheduled uh, game on the red this uh, season. Well, talk about uh, your t- team's last outing. Uh, speaking of on the red, Weber State comes in 35-34 victory over Eastern Washington in Cheney. Just take us through the game, Coach, because it seemed like uh, a, sort of a strange one, but a lot of special teams plays, some fake punts and all that. But at the end of the day, your team's first conference loss going into a bye. But what, what played out in the Weber State game? Well, you know, a couple things stood out, uh, you know, for, from the standpoint of, of watching it firsthand and then obviously seen it uh you know from a secondhand version film wise multiple times um you know coach hill obviously is a uh is a monster in the special teams world defensive guy as well uh, we knew they were going to play our best you know their best against uh us at home with their backs against the wall obviously coming in two and four 
uh, was their record. Obviously, they're they're well beyond uh, the two or four record, uh, and uh, we knew that going in. Didn't take them lightly. Uh, never do anybody. But uh, yeah, they they steal three possessions on three fake punts uh, in the same game. I mean, it's hard to do in a season. Uh, let alone a coaching career, and then they did it in 60 minutes of football. So they exposed us in a, in, in a few situations, and uh, those three punts, we ended up giving up. Uh, luckily enough, defense kept us in, only 13 points off those three fake punts, uh, one of them right before half, which they scored a, a little bit of a momentum field goal going in. Uh, but all the while, giving up three fake punts, extending drives for the defense that just came off the field to put a punt return team on the field. They go back out, so that's also a mental uh, piece as well as a physical piece. Uh, three turnovers on offense, uh, and didn't you know we had six possessions in the third quarter, uh, early fourth quarter, that we, we garnered zero points and had a time of possession of just over five minutes on offense and still was an extra point uh, to tie it up with two and change left in the game. So we didn't play our best. Uh, against a very good, very stout football team. Uh, defensively, they, they threw some looks at us. They changed coverage up enough. Uh, didn't play as much man as they had shown on film. And uh, credit to those coaches and those players for executing the, the game plan they put in. And, uh, you know, we, we, in a weird way, you look at the stats, and stats are stats. They don't lie, but they don't tell the whole story. We rushed, outrushed Weaver, but they outpassed Eastern. So it was an odd combination, an odd day. And uh, they scored one more point. That's the, uh, you know, that's the name of the game. You got to score more than your opponent. They came into our house and beat us at our uh, field. And uh, so credit goes to them. Well, what, if any, were the primary points that you pointed at uh, in terms of just cleaning stuff up? Or, or what, what, what sort of improvements do you hope your team made since then, especially with a bye week leading up to this showdown on Saturday? Well, I think situation IQ is always something we stress, whether it's, you know, OD or special teams. You know, when a defense holds and you get in a situation where it's fourth and whatever and they run punt teams on, your defense just came off field, got a small victory. Then your punt return unit comes on, which a couple of those guys are on defense, but not the entire defense, you know, stays out there. They're, they're coming off the field, sit down for a matter of 15 or 20 seconds and get back on the field. We've got to increase our situational awareness when you get an opportunity in those incremental plays. You may not play 80 plays a game. Uh, you may play eight, but those eight plays you got to you, you got to stress your situational awareness. We got to communicate uh, numbers that are that are abnormal in formations uh, and in settings. And you know we've got to just flat out execute better at the foundational things. Kicking extra points is something that we do week in and week out, and we do a good job of it with a great kicker to boot. We just you know those guys are humans too. You know they do make mistakes, and you hope those aren't mistakes. You know at the end of the game to tie up a game uh, that had a lot of momentum shifts in it. Uh, but uh, we, uh, we, we came back after the bye week, got a couple practices in, had a great practice yesterday, uh, energized, and uh, these guys are hungry. And that's what a good team, that's what a mature team does after something that uh, left a bad taste in our mouth after that Weaver game. So um, it's a learning experience, not something we wanted to occur, uh, but quite possibly needed to occur to kind of re- refocus ourselves and uh, get back uh, to, to do what we do best, and that's playing fast and playing complimentary football. Aaron Best joining us across the sideline where we feature head coaches from around the Big Sky Conference each week here on Nuanas Now, the TSPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. And, Coach, let's talk about this upcoming matchup. First and foremost, I know I've asked you about him about 50 times now over the last several years, but i got to ask you again about Eric Berrier only because – we know now he's the best player in the country, but I just find it so amazing that everybody knows it. 
and he still continues to just play lights-out football. So what do you thought of just his mentality to be able to handle everybody's best shot, handle that spotlight, and still go out and, and almost never have a dip on Saturdays? Well, I, I think I think it, it comes with his personality, the way he's built. I mean, he, he's pretty unflappable in a lot of situations. So when you when you have quote unquote pressure situations or uh, big moments or uh, must uh, need points out of drives, I mean, when you're unflappable, those are the guys you lean on. So there's times where I'll lean on him, say, saying thank you for for the the look of patience, uh, the look of confidence. Uh, the look of you know collectiveness when it's all said and done, and so he'll wink at me and say we got this coach. Um, so it was, we feed off each other, you know, and uh, I think that's one of his 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 mainstays. Obviously, talent aside, uh, talent only goes so far. But his 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 growth has really been in the film room, identifying defenses, seeing defenses, and and, and seeing the manipulations he sees throughout the game. Usually they start early. Everybody kind of plays us differently than the other teams that we see on film against the same same opponent, uh, because of the fact that we have receivers, because we get in certain sets, because we have, let's be honest, Eric Berrier. So they're trying to do some different things. Jay Hill did some different things, not just defensively but offensively, up tempo. Uh, a lot of teams are trying to steal possessions from our team <clears throat> because of the amount of points and yards that we have occurred through eight games, and so um, and Eric Berrier is the the biggest part of that. Um, asset that we have on offense, and, and I think our team uh, inevitably feeds off that. Our defense loves us to play fast and score points. Our special teams is excited to uh, you know get on the field and kick off and, and hit extra points. And so uh, Eric Berry is, is second to none. And uh, we've uh, we've got a long list of quarterbacks that have played really really good ball here for a long period of time. Um, and he's uh, he's up there with him. I'm not going to rank him, but I'll tell you what he is he is one of my favorites. Uh, just watching him do his thing on Saturdays. Uh, he is fun to watch, fun to coach, and I'm 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 proud uh, to know him and be part of his journey through these six years. Well, no question, he's definitely one of the most fun players we've ever covered, both Skyline Sports and ESPN Missoula. It's unbelievable to watch him. It's almost like must see TV. We turn on the stream, or I always make sure to at least rewatch it afterwards because he's just so fun to watch. Coach, let's talk about the Montana State defense uh, against your offense. Montana State's been very good uh, up front. They've been very good throughout their, their defense, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pass rush been particularly good, and their ability to stop the run been particularly good. So what do you think of just the matchup uh, with the Bobcat defense when Eastern Washington has the ball? Well, you, I mean, you said the top two things. The, the, their pass rush is good, and they stop the run. So what else do you need to do on defense to be great, right? Um, and what to do is it cause turnovers on top of those first two things you mentioned. Uh, they're plus ter- 12 uh, in the turnover margin. I don't know where it sets that uh, nationally, but I know that's number one in the big sky. So they don't give the ball up offensively. Uh, they take the ball away defensively, and a lot of that is because they force you to pass the ball because they stop the run. And when you do pass the ball, uh, they're exotic in their looks, especially on third uh, down situations, and they confuse offensive lines. And uh, it, it helps on top of the scheme, on top of the passion, on top of the emotion they play with. They they got some pretty damn good players. Uh, and one of them in particular has been around a long time, Troy Anderson, that's played I don't know how many positions you can play in football, 25, including kicker, punter, and long snapper. He's probably played 21 of them. Um, hell, in 2018, he played Deanna quarterback in the same game. I don't know if that's ever happened at the collegiate experience <laughs> ever, but uh, I, I saw firsthand, and I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Coach Vegan puts him in the in the uh, the, the saddle quarterback in a must-have-it situation. Even though McKay's played really well up to this point, you're going to lean on your guys in uh, in tough moments. He's shown that he's done it. He's resilient. He's one of the better football players in the country. 
Um, and then, obviously, Mr. Hardy. Uh, you always got to be aware of him. They move him around. They give him series off to get re-energized, reloaded. He, he is a he is the best pure pass rusher I've seen on film in this league in a long time. Um, there's been some good ones. And, uh, you know, Tristan Taylor and I talked this week uh, a lot about kind of the guys that rushed the passer well before he got here. Uh, those, those Zach Nashes, uh, those, you know, uh, I'm trying to think the, uh, the, the Bushes of the world, um, the Holmeses of the world. I mean, those guys were almost week in and week out back in the day in the big sky, which I'm sure you're, you're well aware of. And uh, Daniel Hardy is a, uh, he, he's a very, very, very polished player. He makes a lot of plays. He plays with high emotion. He plays on special teams. So they don't, he doesn't come up the field very much. But when he does, they're giving him rest so he can go out and do what he does best, and that's make life miserable for offensive tackles, uh, running backs, and quarterbacks. And so uh, it's fun to watch when you're giving up less than 10 points a game. Uh, you, you must respect uh, the work that they've done up to this point through eight games. Well, no doubt. And you mentioned Tristan Taylor. I know that uh, I love talking about offensive linemen. I know you're a former offensive lineman. What sort of steadiness do you think he brings your group up front? How important is that to what you guys do offensively? No, I, I, I hate to compare, but I think personality-wise, he's a little bit like Eric. Nothing really gets him too high. Nothing really gets him too low. He's a fierce competitor, even though he may not play as emotional or as abstract as some of the, you know, the the, the players that we may have on our team. Um, he, he studies a game. He's the first in here on Monday morning uh, on days off, and uh, he's watching the previous game. He's watching you know sequences. He's watching situations. He's not just a fan of the game. He knows he's watching specific situations, uh, and the best do that. You know, they, they don't watch necessarily just first down. They watch P and 10. Uh, they don't necessarily watch second down. They watch red zone second downs. Um, they're, they're trying to create an edge. And so having a guy, you know, like Tristan, been around here for a long time, you know, in his seventh fall, he's played a lot of ball. Uh, and this is one of the, the best challenges he'll have in his career, no matter if it's FBS or FCS. So, um, big players make big plays in big games. That's what Mike Kramer said a long time ago when I was a, a freshman. I, don't, I didn't really realize that because I wasn't a, a big player, so I, I didn't know what those were. Uh, so I didn't make any big plays, but I'll tell you what, it, it's true in these games, and it's going to be an ebb and flow piece. You're not going to have your way all the time because you're facing someone playing a play out that, that's up to the challenge. And so it should be a fun one. Uh, it may come down to the last possession. Uh, Montana State's a team that will not beat themselves. That's what I do know. And so those are the scariest teams, uh, no matter if you're home or away. Eric Best joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's across the sideline, presented by Mike Nugent, Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. In the market to buy or sell, no matter what, it's a complicated real estate market. Give Mike Nugent and his associates a call at Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate, your local real estate experts. Coach, let's talk about the other side of the ball quickly. Um, what have you thought of your defense so far? And I, I was so impressed when I watched it a month ago against Montana. I thought, in particular, Jack Settlebach and Kalen Kreiner play with their hair absolutely on fire. They ran to the ball so, so well, and it was impressive to watch. But what have you thought of your, your defense so far? And how does that match up with the Montana State team that here we are once again leading the league in rushing? Well, again, it's, it's, it's going to be a huge test. I mean, I, I think for a better part of five weeks in a row now, we faced a run first outfit on defense, you know, from the opposing offense. And so uh, here you go with a, with a more, more mobile quarterback than the Weber state, um, you know, situation we had two weeks ago. Um, obviously, you know, <laughs> you know, McKay's done a good job keeping the ball 
possessed by their offense and not making bad or weird decisions. Uh, he does pull the ball. He does stretch defense. So you got to count for the quarterback. Uh, and, and obviously they lead the league in rushing for a reason. They're committed to the to the run. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna have multiple sets out of the, uh, out of the, the uh, uh, situations in run situations. Uh, you know, Afonso is a guy that's towed the ball a lot. He's a guy you can give the ball 20, 25 times to, uh, and he only gets better with carries. Uh, Elijah Elliott's a backup. Uh, they'll, they'll splash him in. The quarterback obviously can go for 100 at any point uh, if given the opportunity. And so this is that we've got to play gap sound. Uh, we've got to tackle people. We've got to recognize uh, certain specific situations if 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 the opportunity presents itself. And so uh, we've got to make big plays. We've got to keep behind the sticks. We've got to make them uncomfortable by throwing the ball, which is what they don't want to do a ton of. Uh, but we've got to establish, you know, the front seven. We've got to establish a run stout stopping defense to be able to put them in those second and longs and, and third mediums to longs. And so uh, it, it's going to be a huge challenge. And so uh, any run first outfit naturally sets up the plaxer pass or the RPO uh, once you start getting safeties and backers close to the line of scrimmage. So the better we stop the run, the better chance we have uh, to kind of sit back and let things play out in front of us. Eastern Washington hosts number four Montana State Saturday at the Inferno, Cheney, Washington. Look forward to being there. Coach, last thing for you, if Eastern Washington is to come out with a win in this one, what do you think the keys to victory will be for the Eagles? Well, we've got to be on the plus side of the turnover margin. Uh, we've got to, we, we've got to, you know, I'd like to see game-changing play in special teams. You know, whether that's cost turnover on one of our cover units or a big return uh, in the punt return or kick return department. Um, and then I, I'd like to see us establish some, some balance of consistency on offense as far as the, uh, uh, you know, the, the tempo that we play at. And, and three and outs are going to happen, but when you put, when you string three or four or five together, uh, that becomes an issue. And, uh, and if we do that, we could play complementary football, uh, forcing them on defense to throw the ball in situations where they don't want to. Those play out victorious for us. And so uh, we've got to play sound football. The number one key is the plus side of the turnover margin. They expect to get it. Uh, we expect not to give it up. So it's going to be a tussle back and forth for 60 minutes. Across the sideline, Aaron Best, Eastern Washington head coach, Thanks so much for spending so much time with us today, Coach. We appreciate it and look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Best of luck. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. So there you go, Aaron Best, Eastern Washington head coach. Here on Nuanas Now, across the sideline, presented in part by Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth. One of the most complicated things in business is business succession plan. So you, know, you, built, you started a business, you, you built it up for 30, 40 years. You've done great. It's time to retire. You want to just lay on the beach with your wife, reading a book? Great. What happens to your business? You got to realize you got to pass this thing along some form or fashion. Nick Tabor, the guys at Westpac Wealth, they can help you with business, business succession plans. They're experts in it. Let Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth make your life more tax efficient today. We're a couple minutes early here for the first time ever. We're going to keep on talking Big Sky Conference sports, keep on talking this Eastern Washington-Montana uh, State game, as well as Montana's game at Northern Colorado. Uh, but I want to bring in Andrew Houghton, our producer, right now, because uh, this is something that, you know, I know that we sort of organically reveal things about ourselves um, as, as this show moves along. But I haven't even had a, had a chance to ask Andrew this, even on, on a personal level, let alone on a professional level. Uh, but he sent me a text during the show yesterday. Our uh, Monday afternoon contributor, a Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg, 
comes in from 5 to 6 with us here on Mondays to talk all things football, mostly the NFL. And Coach Morningway, he spent 26 seasons in the NFL, uh, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks guru, coached guys like Brett Favre and Steve Young and Jeff Garcia, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, a bunch of sweet players. Well, Andrew is from back east, uh, but unlike most people from the nation's capital, he roots for the Philadelphia Eagles, not the Washington football team. Coach Marty was with the Eagles, I believe, for 11, maybe even 12 seasons. It's the longest tenure he's been with a team. He's been to Philly multiple times. He was there with Andy Reid for a a long time. And then also uh, was there under Doug Peterson most recently as an analyst here the last couple years before he then came to Missoula to, I'm not going to say he's retired quite yet, but he's taking a little time off from the coaching business. And gosh, we're happy to have him. But Andrew, yesterday Marty was telling some stories about uh, old school Eagles guys. Th- this actually has to be super cool for you to hear about, like from a firsthand perspective about guys that you probably liked when you were a kid. Right. He was talking about like Brian Westbrook not being right. able to practice for a couple weeks and you'd be able to bring him back in and he'd be fine. And like Brian Westbrook is one of my favorite football players of all time. Uh, no question. Because he was on those Donovan McNabb teams and they had the two-headed monster of Westbrook and Deuce Staley and he was sort With of Deuce. like... He was one of those first guys who really, uh, you know, introduced the archetype of the the out of the backfield receiving running back. He's just sure. a really cool player, a lot of fun to watch because he would run routes out of the backfield, make guys miss. So I love hearing stories about guys. He was talking about Jeremy Macklin later in the show. Like I still have a Jeremy Macklin jersey like in my closet right now. Like I I love those guys. Those were. Those early 2000s Eagles and going into, like, the Vic, Jeremy Macklin, Deshaun Jackson years were, like, the first sports teams that I ever really fell in love with. What, what were the what was the hook? They were always so... Obviously, the Washington football team was, was on TV, but the Philadelphia Eagles were always on television. Right. So, for people that don't have uh, geographical perspective, Philadelphia is how far from Washington, D.C.? Like, four hours? Yeah, not very far. Right. Yeah. A couple hundred miles. Um, and it was always, I mean, first of all, because they would play Washington twice a year, you would get the whole buildup around that game, whatever. They would get written about a lot in the D.C. papers. But also just the national game on Fox every week, that 4 p.m. game on Fox, especially in the D.C. area, was going to be an NFC East game. Right. So if Washington wasn't playing, it was going to be Eagles-Giants right. or Eagles-Cowboys or something. So I watched them a lot, and I think just the they were they were really good back then. I mean, when I was started to watch, it was really when those Donovan McNabb teams were coming into their own. Made it to four straight NFC Championship games. Made it to one Super Bowl in that time. So they were, they were good. Uh, I think the uniforms just clicked for me, like that midnight green, super shiny. <laughs> yeah. Really, just you know, I was six or seven years old or whatever, so that clicked for me. I think it was a combination of all those things. It's, uh, yeah, man, the Eagles were the first team that I really rooted for. Question I've been wondering forever. Is Don Staley Deuce Staley's sister? I don't think so. Okay, I always wondered that. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. But when you think about it, they they could be brother and sister, right? Okay, hang, hang on. And, and I mean, I, I just, I've wondered this forever, and... Uh, I always thought that if they are siblings, that that was not a storyline that was played up enough because Don Staley is one of the great women's basketball players ever, now a great coach. And uh, 
Deuce was definitely a you know Pro Bowl level player uh, during his prime. Didn't last the prime didn't last too long, but uh, certainly um, an interesting one. One other question for you on the Eagles. I don't think they are. I, I, I just put it in a little Google search and nothing is coming up. So so I guess the, the they didn't miss the storyline because it isn't one. I just always wondered that. Uh, number two is Donovan McNabb a Hall of Famer? Yes. I think so, too. I don't know if that's going to be the slam dunk, though. Uh, I think it's, he's going to have to wait a little while. Because he never won the Super Bowl. Because he never won a Super Bowl. He was also never the most prolific or best quarterback in his generation. He was certainly among, but he was never for one second better than Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. No. And, uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I think that he's going to be kind of stuck there. No, I'm the wrong person to ask about this, obviously, because of the bias that we just talked about. Sure. I But I think if you think back to those mid-2000s, I mean, this has nothing to do with the Hall of Fame. And, of course, it's amplified for me because I was an Eagles fan. Donovan McNabb was one of the biggest stars in the NFL for oh, yeah. 10 years. Oh, yeah. With those Eagles teams. Yes, for sure. And, uh, and that doesn't count for the Hall of Fame for anything. But y- you look at his stats, I mean, the, the, those Eagles teams put up really big numbers with him. Yeah. He was one of the first of that sort of new generation of running quarterbacks along with Mike Vick when he came out. Yeah. Of course, there had been running quarterbacks before, but I remember that being a storyline around Donovan McNabb early in his Eagles career. I I think the whole package is enough to put him in the Hall of Fame for sure, although it becomes a lot easier when you do have a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, it does for sure. I also think that there's some cultural impacts that he made as well. He certainly wasn't the first African-American quarterback, nor the first all-pro African-American quarterback, but he seemed like the first one that gained sort of all-encompassing stardom, right? I mean, no doubt. And when I said when I said running quarterbacks, I, I'm, you know, there's the part of the being African-American that plays into that with that generation of Donovan McNabb, Dante Culpepper, sure. Michael Vick, where right. before it had literally just been Randall Cunningham who was black and allowed to play that way, right? Totally. Totally. I mean, yeah, and this is not to to overshadow the guys like Warren Moon or uh, Doug Williams or any of the, any of the great quarterbacks that, that came before Donovan McNabb, but I think that he was the most consistent one um, and the most prolific one, too. I mean, I think Donovan McNabb somehow, we're arguing if he's a Hall of Famer or not, yet I still somehow think he's underrated, which is uh, amazing to say, but uh, Donovan McNabb was, was sick, man. He The fact that he lived up to expectations, too, I mean... You actually have as good a chance, if not a better chance, to not be a great quarterback when you're drafted in the top three. And the fact that he was number two out of a really non-football school and then did have a, at least at the, at the very least, borderline Hall of Fame career, uh, is it's impressive, man. I, I love Donovan McNabb. I in thought, the, the, the situation that he came into, I mean, when sure. he was drafted, Eagles fans were booing the the commissioner booing the draft pick in in uh, Radio City Music Hall or wherever, wherever they had the draft because they that was not the guy that they wanted. No question. Juan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. More football this time, Big Sky Conference football. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Grizz pulled out the spookiest of wins. The Bobcats have a showdown with conference title implications upcoming, and high school postseasons hit a fever pitch over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Montana was flagged a total of 19 times and officially penalized 12 while also turning the ball over four times and seeing senior quarterback Cam Humphrey get knocked out of the game yet again, yet the Grizz still figured out a way to pull out a bizarre 20-19 win over Southern Utah Saturday in Missoula. The Grizz moved to 3-2 and two in Big Sky play, 6-2 and two over overall while dropping Southern Utah to 1-8. and eight. Montana State and Eastern Washington ranked number 4 and number 5 in this week's poll respectively. Each had buys last week. This week, the two top teams in the Big Sky square off in Cheney, Washington. EWU is looking to bounce back from its first conference loss two weeks ago, a 35-34 home loss to Weber State. Montana State has won 7 straight and sits atop the conference standings at 5-0 and oh in Big Sky Conference play. And finally, the high school football playoffs are into the quarterfinals for all classifications and the Sentinel Spartans know their opponent to begin their postseason title defense. The reigning Class AA champions will take on Great Falls High after the Bison eliminated Missoula Big Sky 41-14. Other AA quarterfinal matchups include Bozeman at Helena, Capital at West, and Butte at Glacier. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. find out who the gorillas actually were <laughs> they were like this cartoon band that was like i mean as you can hear sweet love them love grooving don't think we ever saw them i don't think we even know who they are i'm sure somebody knows now i could probably figure it out google knows everything welcome back nuana's now espn radio swx montana television i'm colter nuana's coming to you from the northwest motorsport studio Go hit up nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com to check out Northwest Motorsport. They have the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Going to talk a little Big Sky football here in just a moment. But at the FBS level, the college football rankings are out. Georgia sits atop the latest college football rankings at number one. Alabama's number two. This I feel like I could do the same read. Every year since the college football playoff was instituted, I joke, but not really. Uh, a couple new faces, sort of. One completely new face, Michigan State number three after their big win over Michigan over the weekend. And uh, the only Pac-12 team other than Washington to make it to the college football playoff, Oregon, is in as well, or is uh, ranked fourth. So uh, that's, that's your top four right there. Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon. Cincinnati is number six. Uh, 
They have one of the highest rankings of any group of five team. One spot ahead of the number seven designation that they held during an undefeated season in 2020. Cincinnati is undefeated again at 8-0. They are ranked number two in both the AP and coaches polls. Um, they had aimed to be the first ever group of five team to appear in the college football playoff selection committee's top four. Cincinnati, uh, they have a win over number 10 Notre Dame, which is probably their best win. Not probably, definitely their best win of the year. It ended... Notre Dame's 26-game home winning streak uh, in South Bend. Um, so, I don't know. I rant and rave about this all the time. I just think that the method could be better. Um, I think it's silly that there's 125 FBS teams and the vast majority of them start the season with no chance to win a national championship. Uh, I also think it's silly that some of the biggest spending programs in the country still have almost no chance to have a seat at the table. Uh, it just seems like there's going to be, because of the way that the, the structure is modeled and because of the way that some of these powerhouse programs have entrenched themselves as indomitable forces, it's going to be really hard to ever unseat Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State. I mean, the fact that Oregon is sort of on the outside looking in, even though they sort of have a seat at the table, it's just at the kids' table. That's that's pretty crazy in itself. That shows you the amount of money and the amount of power that exists in these things. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess I like watching when Alabama and Ohio State play. I like watching Alabama-Clemson. It's weird that Clemson's fallen off this year. I didn't know if that was going to happen anytime soon, but it has happened to at least one of the perennial college football playoff contenders. But, I don't know, here nor there, uh, just a weird time. Uh, we bring now in Andrew Houghton, our producer, talk a little bit more Big Sky football. And uh, first, we'll talk with talk about what's been uh, blowing up the social medias the last couple days, I guess since yesterday afternoon. We've heard rumblings for a while that college game day was maybe at least considering a trip to Missoula to... Uh, host the the best pregame show in all of college football sports television leading up to the uh, Montana State at Montana football game on November 20th. So it would be that day, that that Cat Grizz Saturday. And then yesterday, uh, basically a a big blast on social media, spearheaded by the Grizz football Twitter account, sort of lobbying and saying, hey, Grizz fans, show college football or show college game day, excuse me, what you got, tweet at, the college game day accounts, and it seems like it's getting a little traction. I also don't really know how this works. I don't really know how much influence that has. I feel so weird about the whole procedure of it all because on one hand, I mean, on one hand, from a human perspective, just from a guy who runs ESPN or who has a show on ESPN radio in Missoula, Montana, who's from Missoula, who went to the University of Montana, it would be epic marketing for college game day to come here. I also feel so weird about participating in a uh, PR push by the university. And again, it's not that I don't want it to come here. I just want them to do all the PR. And so, you know, I felt sort of obligated to like retweet this thing, but I didn't want to say like, hell yeah, come to Missoula, even though it's, it is like, hell yeah, come to Missoula. That would be awesome. It would be so sick if they were here, and it would be great for us. It would be great for everybody. It would be so cool. It would be great exposure for my hometown, great exposure for my alma mater, all of it. But also, it's just I felt weird, like, doing that. So in, instead, I just tweeted that, you know, it would be great if it was here. But also, 
uh, I just have some questions just about how all of this works because it seems as if oftentimes they're just going to the best game in the country. And um, this is certainly one of the most storied rivalries in the country, but that same afternoon, Michigan State and Ohio State play, so it's hard to argue that it's the best game. I mean, Michigan State, like I just mentioned, is number three in the college football rankings. So, again, my take here is that it's awesome that this is even a possibility. I also don't know how the procedure works in terms of participation when it comes to promoting it on social media. I don't know if anybody, if a million Grizz fans tweet at College Game Day, does that really have an influence at College Game Day? I don't really know, and it's also just a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, how many times do the College Game Day guys get tweeted at by people around right. the country, right? Like, right, there are right. people down in coastal Carolina and everywhere sure, tweeting at College Game Day, hey, you know where you should come this weekend? Maybe it is different since they've only ever been to an FCS school once when they went to North Dakota State, right? Or did they go to James Madison once too, maybe? I, it, it's been absolutely less than three times. <laughs> we know that. And it's certainly never been in Montana. So maybe it is a little different just because it's a, it's a whole new fan base. Maybe if they do see that, you know, there's 100,000 individual Twitter accounts that are interested in this game or whatever, uh, that has an influence. But But you're right, you know. App State and Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina, let alone Georgia and Ole Miss and Florida and Oregon and Arizona State. I mean, everybody's, well, maybe not Arizona State, but I digress. Uh, it's tweeting, hey, come come check out our spot, right? Right. So I look at it this, this one of two ways, and it's like everything you said from the perspective of Montana, Montana State, our sports community, the FCS, like it's just it's just win 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 because you sure. get that exposure. It's go we know it's going to be a great atmosphere, right? Yep. So you're going to look great and it's just a cool thing, right? Like Corso and Herb Street and whoever else is on the panel now. It's iconic. I mean, it's Absolutely. I mean, I think that it's synonymous with college football. I think that if they were going to come to an FCS game, they should have done this one first. Sure. But that's just my bias talking. Looking at it from the other way, from from ESPN's perspective, if they're thinking about doing this, I'm kind of in two minds about it. I mean, for all the reasons we talked about, I mean, they are going to get the benefit of that great atmosphere. Mm -hmm. They're going to introduce their viewer base to that, to a, a large portion of their viewer base, I should say, to something that they've never seen before. And that novelty should help, and they'll be able to do a bunch of cool stuff with it. And have a bunch of cool content coming out of it. But like you said, I mean, man, there are a lot of other good games in the in the country that weekend. And I just look at it in the the context of I mean, we all saw the the ratings for the Montana Eastern Washington game earlier this season, which there were a lot of conflicting things around that because it was so late at night. But the, those ratings weren't good on ESPN, too. Well, that's the other thing that's worth noting, though, is that this does not have to be and, in fact, will not be associated with the broadcast. The right. game, the game, they don't pick a game that they think is going to have high ratings. They pick a, a atmosphere that they think is going to be cool to show to as they go around the country, yeah, right? Yeah. They'll be... You know, college game day, how long does it even last? It's been forever since I even watched it because I'm always setting up our college game day pregame show. I think it's a couple hours, three hours, whatever. Uh, and it gets you set for all the games across the country. It's one of the great shows, uh, you know, sports show. I I, I want to call it a studio show, but it's not a studio because it's outside. But it's, it's one of the great sports commentary definitely shows. definitely pregame shows yeah it's probably definitely. is the greatest it is the, it's the greatest and, and it's what we try to replicate with our espn college game day absolutely except we're always usually spo- focusing on one game in one league but 
They're going to take you all around the country, though. They'll probably only talk about the actual Montana-Montana State game. It's like being a part of every rejoin, getting some liners, and then, you know, a couple tidbits here and there, and they'll maybe talk about the game in totality for, you know, 10, 15 minutes over the span of that three hours. But I've heard a lot of feedback with people saying, well, why would college game day come here when the Grizz can't even score a touchdown in the first half and stuff like that? It's like, well... The fact of the matter is, though, the talk of the actual game is going to be irrelevant. They're going to talk all about the history of the game. Awesome. And they're not going to show the game. In fact, they can't. I mean, they could certainly buy the rights from Root Sports if it really came down to that. That ain't happening. You're not going to watch the Brawl of the Wild on ESPN1 right, right after college game day. It's not happening. Most of the time, even, like, there's often times when they're at, you know, say, Ohio State, Michigan. That game's not on ESPN. It might be on their sister network of ABC. Sometimes, though... I mean, they've been in South Bend certainly before, and Notre Dame has never been on ESPN. So uh, it's not necessarily associated with the game either. But, it, I mean, it would be cool. I just think it's, it's I don't know. I just feel so weird about the way that they're promoting it. But but that's not to say if you're a, a non-journalist, if you're a Grizz person or a Bobcat person or a Montana or whatever, tweet the hell out of this. Let's go. I mean, that's fine. That's all good. You can say everything you ever want about how sweet the atmosphere is and all that. It's just, I just feel weird about it. Yeah. Here's the good thing. We don't have to participate in that PR blitz. I agree with you that it is a little bit weird, but it's great to see people excited about it. That's true. It certainly is true. There'd be even more excited if the Grizz were just playing a little bit better on offense, but I digress to what we have been talking about for pretty much a month straight. So on that note, we're going to take one more break, pay some more bills, and uh, we'll be back at it. We'll talk to, you, talk to you a little bit more about both Montana State's matchup this weekend at Eastern Washington as well as Montana's matchup at Northern Colorado. Keep it right here, 102.9 FM ESPN Radio. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio. So if you're watching on TV and you see me looking up behind me, I'm sitting on this side because uh, our good buddy and our producer of the show, Andrew Houghton, has been involved in pretty much all the show today, uh, which, by the way, it is Nuanas now on ESPN Radio. But we have our what we call Next Gen, which is the logs for the radio up here. And uh, if you see me looking up there, that's where the clock's at. That's how we know where to get in and out for all the spots and all that stuff. But also, uh, we have some new innovation here where we can play a variety of music which is awesome, and it's one of my favorite parts of this show. But we still have some pre-made bumper music there as well. So I was just looking up to see if that was one of the old-school Tommy tracks or if you had picked that song, because I was going to say, if you had picked that song, that's crazy, because the only person I know that knows that song is Tommy Evans, our uh, illustrious engineer. No, that was already laid in there, so that's a, a Tommy track. Love You in the Fall by Paul Westberg. Good song. Takes me back to the good old days. 
These are the good old days. What am I talking about? Missed anything in today's show? Fun show. We went uh, all the way around the world of soccer to get things started off. So that was certainly fun. We also did some high school football playoff scores. Our Treasure State Stars for the week, highlighting some of the best individual performances of the week. We heard from Aaron Best, Eastern Washington head football coach, as his team prepares for Montana State. And uh, also talked a little college game day, the prospects of the greatest pregame show in college sports coming to the Garden City. You can find everything on the podcast on all your podcast hosting platforms. Nuanas now, please rate, review, subscribe. Five stars, certainly preferred. Proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Not much time to talk any more about Grizz or Bobcat football, but we have plenty of time the rest of this week, so we will certainly do that more. Uh, fun having Andrew on board, fun having him contribute to this show. Uh, definitely good to talk to the man on the other side of the glass because, uh, quite frankly, talking to yourself is very difficult. That's why I think that uh, there's certain guys out there in this business that you know, if you got a, a host or multiple co-hosts, it's awesome to f- form chemistry with somebody or multiple people. I mean, I'm trying to do that here with a, a variety of guests. I hope everybody's enjoying it. But the guys that can do it straight up solo dolo, man, you might think that they ramble a little bit, but how can you not when you're just talking to yourself? It's pretty crazy to not have any bumpers and to fill air for two and three hours solo like some of these guys do. So uh, mad props to anybody out there that does their show all the way solo. I know this is like I'm the primary host of this show, but if you haven't noticed, I need somebody to talk to. That's kind of kind of my specialty is the conversational element of this thing. I can't, uh, can't really let it rip uh, all the way by myself. So I appreciate everybody for for being around and, and being here. Uh, but it's a fun show today. You can find all that on the podcast. Tomorrow, uh, I'm swinging by SWX Montana TV tonight. Uh, so our standard routine, as it's becoming, with myself and Sean Rainey from SWX Montana. Also, a couple other fun guests tomorrow. We're going to hear from Brent Vegan, Montana State head football coach. We're also going to hear from Larry Weir, the voice of the Eastern Washington Eagles. Uh, Larry's been calling Eastern for a long time. Uh, we're really a lot of coverage on this Eastern Montana State game because it is the biggest game in the country and uh, it has mad uh, big-time fa- um, Big Sky Conference championship. I almost said fancy football. Big Sky Conference championship repercussions. Speaking of, that's a Freudian slip for you right there. We also will have some fancy football advice for you tomorrow as well as part of a Wing It Wednesday and we'll have a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Have yourself an awesome Tuesday night. Game six of the World Series is tonight, so we'll break that down a little bit tomorrow as well. Atlanta Braves knocking on the door of a championship, but Houston held them off last time. So that'll be going live here in just a few minutes right after this show is over. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Nuanas now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.